Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thanks for joining us for another segment. Going to be speaking with Mary Lou Balwig this morning, President and Executive Director of the Endometriosis Association and founder of the Endometriosis Awareness Month, which is March of every year. She's joining us on the program to talk about the, the endometriosis diagnosis journey, a little bit about the mission behind the Alliance for Endometriosis, and a bit about the importance of encouraging open and productive conversations about endometriosis. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Mary Lou Balwig. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a bit of your professional background and then um, talk briefly about your role there as president and uh, executive director of the Endometriosis Association. Well, before I became sick myself, I was a filmmaker, a consultant. My specialties were affirmative action, male-female relations, uh, Hispanic cultural relations. I had clients all over the country, but particularly Washington, D.C., and all of a sudden, seemed out of the blue, I was bedridden. Uh, in actuality, in hindsight, I realized that this severe illness came on after a major pesticide exposure, and we are now learning more every day in the science about what pesticides can do to the body, the immune system in particular, the microbiota. So um, laying in bed, I thought I could not possibly be the only woman in the world with endometriosis, and I promised God and myself that when I was back on my feet, I would start an organization to address this, and indeed, we did start in January of 1980, the first organization devoted to endometriosis, and before we knew it, we were doing research we had groups and chapters forming all eventually all over the world, and we were starting to uncover some important um, information about this disease. Um, we continue to struggle with a major problem that is still a problem today, which is a stigma and a bias that the symptoms, the typical symptoms of endometriosis, which include pain uh, with the menstrual period and sometimes beyond, infertility, pain with sexual activity, um, heavy bleeding, fatigue, and then a whole range of immune system problems, but particularly the issues around the menstrual cycle, a lot of stigma and bias has make it, made it hard for women and girls with endometriosis as well as their healthcare providers sometimes to take these symptoms seriously. So we have, uh, with the Alliance, which is a group of seven wonderful organizations working together, are trying to bring this message to the public that there's nothing shameful about the menstrual cycle. In fact, were it not for the menstrual cycle, none of us would be here. It's actually a very beautiful life-forming process but we must move beyond the stigma and the bias and realize that those presenting with pain and other symptoms have the a disease that's really a tip of the iceberg. And if healthcare providers and the patients themselves can find a way to navigate toward early diagnosis, but eventually even prevention, we may save a lot of pain and suffering. Now, you've talked about the symptoms, obviously uh, a huge impact on quality of life, but what causes endometriosis? Oh, what a question. This is something that's been addressed in the medical literature from many different angles. 
no one has an absolute answer yet. However, in our research program, we have a major research program in partnership with Vanderbilt University School of Medicine in Nashville. And we were able to show, by we I mean the association and the research team, that exposure during pregnancy to certain chemicals, dioxin being the most toxic, which I'll describe in a minute where that comes from, um, those offspring, these were animal studies, of course, you're not supposed to do anything like this in humans, um, those offspring were at great risk of developing endometriosis, and even the males carried the tendency for that disease. And most shocking of all, this is the new science called epigenetics, that uh, scourge was carried for five generations. So dioxin is not produced on purpose. It's often called the most toxic chemical ever produced by man, and it is a byproduct in pesticides and ends up in our food, in non-organic food, um, and in a few other sources, and it builds up in the body, in the fat cells, because it's what's called lipophilic, meaning it really uh, gravitates toward fat, and it will stay there in the body from childhood on until that mother or father are ready for conception and then will have an impact on that next generation. So again, you can see the really critical importance for us to really catch this disease early to prevent the damage, not only for the current woman or girl, but also future generations. You talked about some of the stigmas surrounding the menstrual cycle itself, let alone endometriosis. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it to mm -hmm. get that conversation started with your healthcare provider if there's already some apprehension about talking about it in the first place? Yeah, I'd say it's quite difficult. Um, certain healthcare providers, of course, can make it easier for women and girls to share what's really happening in their lives and to be very respectful. Unfortunately, throughout our history, we've heard many, many, I'd say thousands and thousands of stories. In fact, we have codified this into data, which has been published in the medical journals, that the majority of women and girls have been treated disrespectfully with disbelief, uh, told the symptoms are in their heads or due to stress or normal or that they have psychological problems or have been referred to psychiatrists or psychologists. And in some ways, this problem may be even worse for women of color <clears throat> because right into the early 80s, the medical textbooks themselves, I have them on my shelf here, actually stated that black women didn't get endometriosis. I wish it was true. Instead, they got what's called pelvic inflammatory disease due to sexual promiscuity. In other words, pure racism now coming out of my background with affirmative action, mm -hmm. I could see immediately how crazy that was. This disease seems to attract myths. So there's many other myths about the disease. There's a myth that pregnancy cures it. That's absolutely not true. There is a myth that uh, delay pregnancy for women, for instance, who may be pursuing a career, 
may lead to the disease. Um, that's a result of the lack of earlier diagnosis. Um, the delay to diagnosis averages about 10 years. Half of that time in our data, which has been published, was the woman or girl herself not seeking help. Maybe mom had the same problems and said, oh, we have bad periods in our family. Or, you know, that whole idea that what is a normal, routine, monthly, bodily function, which was created for us to be able to bring life into the world, what could be more wonderful than that, speaking as a mother, um, that myth delays the woman or girl seeking help in many cases. And then there was an additional delay of four to five years by the healthcare provider not referring that patient for further workup for diagnosis. This is also complicated by the fact that currently diagnosis is not considered real until you have a surgical procedure. Now, a number of very good scientists and doctors are developing blood tests and others that should be available in the relatively near future. And I think that will remove one of the big barriers to diagnosis. Talk a little bit about uh, Endometriosis Awareness Month. I understand that you were very involved in that. Well, we saw how difficult it was for women and girls and society in general, even healthcare providers, to approach this subject. So we thought an observance month would help focus awareness and activities. So we started Endometriosis Awareness Month in 1993, and indeed it is now a worldwide observance with lots of activities, less this year because of the pandemic, but typically women and girls will wear our yellow ribbons, which they ask me about endometriosis. They're also available as stickers. Uh, buildings will be lit up in yellow this year. The State House in Maryland is going to be lit up in yellow and many others around the country and especially in Europe, they like lighting up buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a non-pandemic year, there would be a lot of walks and events. This year, we're asking women and girls to write to physicians who may have treated them dismissively and very respectfully, not in purpose, not, not uh, in person, excuse me, and not with any anger because it just makes people defensive, but just very straightforward, say, I came to you X number of years ago with these symptoms. You told me I was under a lot of stress or whatever it was. Since then, I've been diagnosed with endometriosis, but I lost a job, I lost a husband due to pain with sex or whatever the events were. And I am writing respectfully asking you not to dismiss the next woman or girl who comes into your office with these symptoms. We have found that when women do that, it has a major impact, more than all the CMEs and medical conferences that we've ever done. Can you give our listeners a website where we can learn more about endometriosis, about Endometriosis Awareness Month, and about the Endometriosis Association as well? Well, the website for the Alliance for Endometriosis is www.allianceforendo.com. Our website, Endometriosis Association, is 
endometriosis, E-N-D-O-M-E-T-R-I-O-S-I-S, A-S-S-N, that's abbreviation for association.org. Or if people don't have ready access to a computer, they can call our 800 number, 1-800-992-3636. We'd love to hear from you. Um, We built this organization on patients and providers and scientists who really want to change the narrative on endometriosis. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate you joining us here on the program this morning, Mary Lou. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Mary Lou Balwig, President and Executive Director of the Endometriosis Association and founder of Endometriosis Awareness Month in March. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it, SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.